0: Welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we're doing on Thursday morning this week. Joining me from Boston, Massachusetts, finally back home in Boston, Tim Bontemps. His international travels have, have eased for the time being.
1: That's right. Hello, guys.
0: Although Band McMahon, who was also back in the country, was also out of the country. Uh, McMahon, uh, Mc- Bontemps was chilling in Maine this week with his lobster friends.
2: Dude, I went to high school in Maine, not voluntarily and, and not able <laughs> to get back. <laughs> calling it high school soon. is
0: a little bit misleading. little bit misleading.
2: <laughs> I got shipped off to boarding school. I still Which have I really encourage
0: you to write uh, a young adult fiction novel about someday.
2: You know what I found out? My boarding school no longer has a football program. I asked. I saw this on Facebook. I asked the headmaster if my number was still retired and did not get a reply. Jeez.
0: <laughs> okay, so um, we're a couple weeks away from the um, start of training camp, but one thing that is going on right now in the league, I can tell you, is negotiation is happening. People have come back from their, their summer vacations, and um, negotiations are happening right now between – Um, The teams and the guys who are at the end of their rookie contracts, Uh, the guys, uh, well, the guys who are end of their third year, start of their fourth year, um, are eligible between now and October 31st to extend their contracts. And this particular class is prolific, number one. And number two is going to have some interesting uh, decisions uh, forthcoming. So uh, a number of them have already extended um, the most high profile being Luca. Uh, mm-hmm. McMahon, how much did he get? He got the highest uh, because he instantly qualified for the Supermax. Yeah,
2: he was the first. Uh, you, call, you can call it pre-qualified Supermax extension. And uh, what was it? Two hundred seven, two hundred and some odd. He's going to be in, in in good shape with that Jordan supplementary income as well.
0: I mean, when I started covering the league, the, the max extension for rookies and th- those those were like six year deals. Or back then, it was like you know like sixty million. Now <laughs> we hit the two hundred million dollar uh mark now uh, you get
2: a bigger extension than that
0: something like that uh shea gildas alexander uh extended with the uh with the thunder um which also was a max extension by mm-hmm. the times do you remember did he get a player option on that deal nope i know he was Luka straight done. five straight Luffy. five yeah
1: yep after last and, year's class when donovan mitchell and jason tatum got the player option now it's going to sort of become the uh Default thing. Like Trey Young got one. So it's it's always interesting to see which teams are able to fight back and keep it out of there. And the Thunder were able to. Yeah, yeah there wasn't is, much
2: argument. when If Luca and Trey asked for it, and they both did. That's right. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of arguing against that's it. That's right. That's
0: yeah, right. Trey Young also got a uh, full max. Uh, he has not qualified for the Supermax, but he can qualify this year if he makes all NBA. Um, and uh, he got a player option as well uh there was one other non max extension which was done by robert williams from the celtics um he got uh, bontemps was it was four and 48 was that the guarantee
1: or yeah either four for 48 or four for 50 the interesting part of that was it was fully guaranteed and and while i'm a big fan of his game he's a super talented big he's been banged up a lot um throughout his career he's only played i think 100 games a little over 100 games over three years so um That was was a pretty good job by his agent, Kevin Bradbury, to get that fully guaranteed. But look, if he's healthy, he could easily outperform getting 12, 13 million dollars a year. He's a you you just go by pure talent. He's he's got a chance to be a really, really, really good player. I mean, he has a chance to be Capella esque for sure. Yeah, With yeah, with the ability to do some more stuff, too. Like he's he's really talented.
0: Real quick on the Celtics, the Celtics actually were in position to be a cap space team next summer if they wanted, even with Tatum and Jalen Brown on their books. Um, but next year's draft class, I'm sorry, next year's uh, free agent class is pretty thin um, because of so many guys have extended, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. So they went ahead and extended uh, Marcus Smart um, and Robert Williams so that they wouldn't, uh, you know, they basically and Josh Richardson. on.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, and Josh Richardson would right. surprise me a little bit
0: that's right so they punted on having cap space next year and i think bobby marks um uh told us uh this week that 12 players uh 12 veterans in other words not guys on their rookie contracts uh have extended their contracts this summer um that is i mean i don't know where records would be kept but certainly in my 19 years covering the league. I've never seen anything like it. Um, part of it is because in the current CBA, there was a change to the extension rules that made it easier to extend because teams didn't Mm -hmm. want guys getting to free agency and that's working, but you think, you know, there were, there are big names like Durant and Steph Curry who signed huge extensions, but there were all kinds of mid-scale players who extended. Like, uh, we talked last week, Capella extended, Terry Rozier extended, Marcus smart extended, um, Uh, who extended this week Aaron Uh, Gordon this week Aaron Gordon extended um so that has zapped the free agent market um for this next year and really the year after to a certain extent as well all right so let's uh, take a look at these guys coming off their third year of the rookie contracts we're gonna go straight down the list um and the number one pick from 2018 is DeAndre Aiden quite a spectacular year and a strong playoffs um and I got to tell you guys, uh, while he is a flawed player in some respects and he's playing a position that is not as much in demand, which is true uh, limited range center, um, if I'm DeAndre Ayton, I am, I am saying max or nothing. Uh, I, he may not get a player option. He may not get certain bonuses in there. But um, Bontemps, I think DeAndre Ayton is, is, is not signing this year unless it's a max.
1: Yeah, I suspect probably that that's what the negotiation is about, um, whether it's because, you know, like you said, some of these have been done already. And the ones that haven't, there's there's some sort of thing that's that's holding it up. And I would guess with him, it's either his camp trying to get the player option or his camp trying to get to a full max. And maybe the Suns are a little bit below. I, I would probably, if I was Phoenix, be pulling a pretty hard line with that and trying to do it a little bit below. Um not because of DeAndre didn't have a great year and a great playoffs, like you said, but more to your point about the fact that the center position is what it is at today's NBA. And with there just being no money in the market next summer, I don't really see anybody coming in and offering him a max uh, to leave, but given, given the, the good feelings that are going on in Phoenix, I'd be surprised if this doesn't get done. And I think to your point, it, it probably looks something like the shade deal where there's no escalators in it. And um, there's no, Player option, and it just gets the the full max for five years.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's no way he should settle for anything less than the max. Now, super max eligibility, you know that that that's a different thing. Because look, DeAndre Ayton, he could be a a you know, the three centers are going to be all NBA. DeAndre Ayton's going to have a chance, especially coming off uh, that finals run. Obviously, he yep. opened up a lot of eyes during the playoffs to uh you know, the kind of impact player that he's become and he's a legit two way center. Um yeah, yeah. there so I, there's a big difference between if he if say he sneaks on to or earns his way on as a third team all NBA center and suddenly it's a supermax now then uh then just what do what do you call it, Wendy, the fun max. The fun
0: yes. max. Yeah, these are fun maxes. Although I would say that we have to suspend the fun max when it comes to uh, Luca hitting 200 million. That's no longer fun. Well,
2: no, because that's a super max. Uh,
0: I know. That's it's right. It's a super so, fun max. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So there's, no, there's no fun. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. you know, fun max is what Shay Gildas Alexander got. That's the fun max.
2: Right. If I'm hating, though, it's, it's fun max or nothing, bleepity bleeper. <laughs> to paraphrase my old, which pal, is Chandler a, Parsons. A,
0: one, one of one uh, of BonTEMPS' classic stories he wrote on Chandler Parsons when he left the Mavericks. I'll
2: give giving BonTEMPS credit back. for my. I work. was gonna Jesus.
0: say
1: don't don't be giving me credit what, for that. Did I story. say
0: BonTEMPS? I'm sorry, McMahon. Um, he wrote this piece uh, with, with a, more about, about Parsons that had this scene. Well, you tell it with a, with a limousine. Just remind <laughs> our listeners. <about laughs> it
2: wasn't a limousine. It was an old school taxi. Actually, it was. Uh, oh, really? In the in the. Well, in, I envision
0: it being like a. Uh, it was a sunroof. Wasn't there a sunroof?
2: No, no a window. It was in the, uh, it was in the, a, a glamorous alley in Bricktown, Oklahoma City. <laughs> Pink Parrot. <laughs> they uh, it was actually next door to Pink Parrot, a place that okay. uh, has, has since closed down. It was one of those. Um, the, this gonna,
0: guy knows the bar scene in Oklahoma City like nobody I mean, else. My no, man know, And I, I
2: have spent some nights in Oklahoma City. No, bars, I know. So. I know. Pink Parrot. Shout out to Big Rich. I'm on scholarship there. Um, no, but it was a it was a place I forget I forget the word. It doesn't a, matter what it's called. Anyways, just tell the story. Long story <laughs> short, a lot of booze and a lot of good times that night. And this is when Parsons is hurt during the playoffs. Right, going into his free agency, uh, hurt for the second straight year during the playoffs, going into his free agency, he's out partying. It's it's uh, they were with Amy Schumer, uh, who happened to be there. David Lee was also hurt. He was out with anyways, and it wasn't unusual for for parsons and cuban to go out partying uh but in this on this night uh the subject of parsons contract negotiations came up and it was like friendly you know beep talking um but <laughs> so the bar as cubans closing out the tap thing. the night the bar orders him a uh, a cab well parsons and his boys jump in the cab slide the the, the cabbie 100 and say hey take off we're ditching cuban i uh, just you know <laughs> having fun Cuban comes out as they're taking off. Parsons rolls down the window and yells, Max or nothing, mother... Sorry, oh boy, you now Jackson's dead. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. ah, I figured Jesus, it was more effective. It was more effective <laughs> if you had to beep. Jesus, man. It was more effective <laughs> if you have to beep.
0: Well, anyway, it's a good story. All so right, that was, so that was a lead of that particular story. By Sorry, way, the Jackson. Was, and, of course, was Cuban, Cuban ultimately the answer chose was, was nothing. <laughs> yes, yeah. The Grizzlies
2: gave him the Max, though, and boy, do, right. th- does Memphis regret that.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're still paying for it. Okay. So, um, Marvin Badley was the second pick. Uh, I wouldn't, I do not see an extension coming yeah. in sack, although stranger things have happened, but I do not see that happening. Uh, Doncic was the third pick. I don't know if you ever, I don't know if you heard about this, but the Mavericks traded up to uh, get him. We covered that. So here's where we start to get interesting names. Uh, Jaron Jackson jr. With the Grizzlies who missed most of last year with the knee injury, um, Definitely a core piece of their future going forward alongside John ja Morant. Um, Bontemps, this is a dicey one. You definitely want to extend him, um, but and you definitely think highly of him. He's going to get paid, but how do you come up with a number before this season when he just hasn't been able to play much and show much?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's you know, super talented, a seven footer who has shown an ability to be a volume three point shooter, kind of the prototypical stretch big in today's league. Right. But he only played 11 games last year after knee surgery, to your point. And he's only played, you know, 126 games in three years. And again, this, I, I think this is going to be a pretty interesting negotiation to see where this ends up in Memphis, where, you know, they're, head of basketball operations, Zach Kleiman and, and Jaren's group. I'll be very curious to see what the deal looks like. My guess is that I don't think it's going to be a max, but my guess is this deal is going to look something like the deal that Joel Embiid got yeah. with Philly in that it's going to be a deal. That's got some creative injury uh, protections in it and some incentives for games played and that kind of stuff. Because I mean, look, if, if Jaren Jackson is the player, He's been when he's been to be clear, on the Joel court.
0: Embiid's last deal. Not he Joel was one Joel of the guys. Right. Rookie extension. His
1: yeah. rookie yeah. extension, right? To be clear, not his supermax, right? They this one he just and got by the way, but
0: uh like Kyrie Irving's contract has some games played. Uh he th- actually Kyrie Irving's contract, I was looking at it yesterday. It has eight different incentives in it. <laughs> um, they did that to to pay uh to be able to have money to pay uh, DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan which is another wild story, (laughs) but um, yeah, you know, there are precedents of of contracts that have significant escalators in it for games played. Yeah. So being classic.
1: Exactly. So the combination of his injuries and his talent, it makes for a pretty interesting negotiation. And like you said, this is one where it is going to be very interesting to see what the final number is, if they get it, even if they are able to get a deal done, um, or if they don't just go into the season and say, hey, let's just see how the year goes and, and we'll get back to this next summer."
2: Yeah. And, you know, honestly, the, the other thing is injuries are a part of it, but he has not his career hasn't taken the career trajectory has not been what you anticipated. I mean, a few years ago, it was, hey, John Morant and Jaron Jackson, Jr. These are the two cornerstones. And you look at what jaw has been able to do. Mm -hmm. and you know jackson has not had that breakout type of year um you know and and there's there's quite like if he's going to play ideally he could play a lot of center but he doesn't rebound um you know there there are questions about him but he is a long arm athletic six foot 11 guy who can shoot it out to 30 feet uh can you know can put it on the floor you know they're in the little bit that they've played together. There have certainly been flashes uh, of chemistry. Has some defensive versatility and rim protection. Uh, stylistically, just, he's a perfect fit with Ja. Perfect. Yeah, fit. yeah, because he's he's he stretches the floor. Um, uh, great
0: locker room guy. For as far yeah, as I know, you really know, good. I've, I've guy. spent a little bit of time talking to him. I really like him.
2: Yeah, fun personality for sure. Um, but yeah. If, it, it, it might make sense for both sides just to, to let this play out into the season, let him prove, you know, he can stay healthy, take the next step in his career. And then because at this point, if you're the Grizzlies, you have to come in and, and have a lot of that thing, a lot of that deal be incentive based. You just have to, especially, you know, it's, uh, the front office is, has turned over. But, you know, especially a franchise that is, was burned. We were just joking about Parsons, but seriously burned so badly by maxing out a guy with knee trouble.
0: Well, you guys, guys got to be careful in, with spending in Memphis, although I, I think I've said this before. I know this has been a, a, a time of great revenue growth, uh, f- you know, great net worth growth for the NBA owners, which is another podcast. Um, Robert Para, his personal net worth growth uh, from when he bought the Grizzlies to now is astronomical. Yeah. Robert Pera is now on paper, one of the wealthiest owners in the NBA. So that doesn't mean that the Grizzlies are going to uh, operate like they're this, the Clippers. But, um, you know, don't, I, I think there was a time when people thought Robert Pera was barely holding on to the team. And that depending on who you asked was either BS or true, but uh, Robert Pera is, uh, he doesn't he's not having trouble making the making the payments just point that right. out um okay we mentioned trey young he was the fifth pick that's the fun max um uh, picks,
2: although he i think he's got a decent shot at, i do but today it's the, the fun max it's the okay fun max. for now
0: i just wanted to say fun max again okay um Brian pick
2: maximize the fun that's right
0: picks by the way uh, i was talking to i talked to several executives this week before we did this about this topic and uh one of them said he, he projected Jaron Jackson to get something along the lines of Jalen Brown, which um, was a hundred million dollar contract, you know, sub max, yeah. um, uh, but still healthy um, and, uh, you know, sort of a betting on him to, uh, you know, to, 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 to take the step forward as the Celtics did with Jalen and are probably very happy about it. Um, Okay, the pick six and seven, both now in Orlando, Mo Bamba and uh, Wendell Carter. Um, You know, historically, John Hammond, who's a general manager, he's not the ultimate decision maker. That's Jeff Weltman. He's a president or vice president, whatever his title is. Uh, But John Hammond, who has a long history of being executive in the NBA, he has long been a guy who extends his draft picks. He has a long history in Milwaukee of doing it. Um, they've They've been... They've been extending guys in Orlando, you know, they um, extended Markel Fultz last year, for an example. Um, so I don't know, you know, Carter's relatively new there, has had injury problems, Bamba, same thing. I don't know if, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but, uh, you know, they're rebuilding. They have to spend their money on somebody, but they also are in a position to have cap space next summer. And, you know, they could just let those guys sit there and, and do deals with them after watching them for another year. Also.
2: Yeah, let I mean, them, like who, who's going to emerge from, from those two, like let them compete right. for a year. Why? Yeah, why I mean, I would say, man? I would say there's very, well, little you do it
0: now that, because you get it on the cheaper. Maybe that's why right. you do it now.
1: I, I would say there's no chance. Mo Bamba gets extended. I'd be stunned given he's basically hasn't played in his career. Well, I was surprised Fultz
0: got extended. So I'm just, I'm just Truly. getting it on the record.
1: Well, Fultz, Fultz had at least played a little bit for them at that point, but um, uh, I, I would say that the, the I think there's a chance Wendell Carter gets extended. Wendell Carter's been pretty good when he's been on the court. He's he's been more like Jaron Jackson, where he has played well when he's played, but has had a lot of injury issues. And I, I would be curious if they were able to get, like you said, something done uh, with him if they if they're fans of him uh, going into this season because he comes back and is healthy, he he's he's another guy who's a two way big at the center spot who could potentially get paid if he got to the open market at some point. But yeah, I'd be surprised if Mobama got paid for sure.
0: They you have mentioned this bond temps that you could see Orlando as a team that goes after Zach Levine uh, 100 percent. They're one of
1: the they're one of the two or three teams with real money next summer. And him and Jalen Suggs would be a perfect (laughs) fit. They've got Jonathan Isaac. If he could come back and be healthy, Got a lot of defensive players around him. Uh, no state tax in Florida. Good weather. Uh, you know, he could be the guy there. I, I think the fit, I think the fit is pretty good on a lot of
2: fronts. And um, well, I think Zach, Zach does get to, to free agency. It'll be interesting.
0: I think Zach wants to play for a winning team, though. I was going to say that
2: definitely fit. flies in the face of yours. While wow, he's been around great players, he 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 sees, you know, <laughs> well, he sees uh, but what I mean, it takes that, to build it. I mean, look, contender.
1: Jalen Suggs, I mean, Jalen Suggs could be rookie of the year this year pretty easily. So, I mean. You know, they that that team I think could look pretty interesting with if they have another top five pick and Jonathan Isaac if he's healthy and Jalen Suggs. Like that's, you know, that's a pretty
2: interesting. Yeah, they can get right to back to competing for the eight seed.
0: <laughs> Just like the Bulls. Uh, okay, so here's a tough one, guys. Number eight pick was Colin Sexton, the Cavs. Mm. Colin Sexton last year shot forty eight percent from the field, mm. shot thirty seven percent from three. Um averaged 4 assists which could be much better a steal um 24 points per game mm-hmm. uh is um nickname is young bull plays that way sort of uh sort Chip. of aggressive yeah. and uh, sometimes out of control but um
2: on offense you know
0: the he was the prime piece that the cavs got back for Kyrie Irving and uh, has been the guy who has been um anointed there correctly or not by that organization as the centerpiece of that rebuild. And I want to point, well, you know, now they have Evan Mobley, who in my view is their is their yeah. chance to be their franchise player. But they they have paid Jared Allen five years and a hundred million this offseason. So Jared Allen's a $20 million a year player. Um Colin Sexton is forget that they just to-
1: signed and traded for Lowry Market and gave him 70 million too.
0: Right. Right. Well, that, you know, yes, but you know, true, <laughs> but I don't, I think Sexton's not even in that ballpark. So I th- I think Sexton is looking f- is, you know, I don't, I should, I don't know for sure, but I suspect he's looking for the fun max um, or close to it. And, you know, he is undersized for a, uh, for a guard in today's NBA um, he's a six foot a guard. Tall
1: shooting guard.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's he, difficult.
2: He, the the problem with Sexton is you know you're talking about a potential centerpiece of a rebuild where if you look at Sexton and and like what would Sexton if he's on a really good team what's what would his role be he's Lou Williams he's Jason Terry i think he's that ideal bucket getting six man and 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 not a franchise point guard and so you know a very valuable player in that role but are you are you given a max deal to a six man. And I know he's, I know he's not a six man there, but like, if you're going to be good, that's what he is.
0: So the question is, let's say they don't sign him and he goes to restricted free agency. Um, is there a team out there that would come after him? Mm -hmm. There isn't a lot of cap space, but there isn't a lot of free agents. Um, you know, If you're the Cavs, do you want to get something done so that you don't <clears throat> he doesn't get to restricted free agency and if, if a team could go get him? Is there a team that would want him? I mean, really, the, the real thing here is if you don't know what Evan Mobley is going to be and you don't exactly know 100% where your team is going, Like, I think if you were to give them truth serum, they would say, we know we're going to have Mobley, we know we're going to have Jared Allen. And after that, I, I mean, I think they like Isaac Okoro, but it's early. I don't. I don't know. Like, do they do they know that Darius Garland is going to be their a long term one of their long term well, backcourt and, players?
2: And, and that's the other thing. Like, is this Garland? What what was it? Is this Sexland backcourt? Is this like a a a long term thing? I mean, the hope was it could kind of be the East Conference version uh, of Portland, um, but you know, I I just I think they're similar in that they are.
0: Yeah, yeah so then I mean, Coro is a little undersized to be a small forward. So right, he's yep. kind of a shooting guard, too.
1: Yeah, it's a tough situation overall. I mean, I, I, I think Orlando, we just talked about Orlando was Zach Levine. Orlando, again, would sort of be an interesting fit for Colin Sexton next summer if they're they just have trying a to add. thousand
0: guards. Well, they've. They've, they've got, got Jalen Suggs, Fultz and Suggs. Fultz they've, and got, Suggs. Fultz, they've got Suggs,
2: they've got Cole Anthony, they've got, you know, R.J. Hampton, who's, well, who's I, got some some promise. I mean, I
1: would say they've got Suggs. And then after that, they've got guys on the team that if they liked
2: somebody else, they would just slide them in ahead of them. Okay, That's what I would they, say. They've paid Fultz, you know, Anthony was, yeah. I mean, I mean Hampton I'm, is
0: the guy that they really wanted in the Aaron Gordon deal. That yeah. Yeah. Just they I'm shouldn't. just saying
2: they've, they've got, Fultz has been paid. And then three guards I mean, full signed, signed a three year full signed a three year deal
1: that he's already in the first year of. So, I mean, yeah. the, you know, there's my, my only point is that if you are looking at the marketplace, they are that they are again, a team that if I'm Cleveland, I would be eyeing and saying, if I was worried about somebody in free agency signing our guy, he would be a good fit with Jalen Suggs yeah. and that it, it is the sort of situation I'd be a cognizant of. But to me, I'll be surprised if this extension gets done. Um, just because you know, Cleveland has to Brian's point, Cleveland has paid all these guys. They extended Chetty Osman in the past, they paid this money to, to marketing, which is probably over what his market should have been. They paid Jared Allen hundred million dollars the first day of free agency. Um, if I'm Colin Sexton, I'm looking at that and saying I scored 24 a game last year, I should be getting a max right. and right, 24 I'm, pretty I, efficiently, I, yeah. So, I, and it's hard for me to justify for all the reasons you guys said paying him a max. So. This feels like one that's going to get to our restricted free agency, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah,
2: and I think Cleveland reasonably could say, great, you scored 24 game. We won 22 games. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so apparently right.
1: it wasn't that impactful. Wasn't that impactful, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, the Cavs, I think evaluating your your competition here is a key. Is a, is key. Um, yeah. And uh, also, you also have to know Colin and what what you think would happen this year if he's not extended, whether that would inspire him to a great season or whether that would cause an issue. I don't know enough to know. I mean, his reputation is that he is, you know, totally focused on on playing and, you know, a young bull. I mean, he you know, yeah, they loved him in Cleveland. Dan Gilbert loved the story when he got drafted about when he was playing for Alabama and they ran out of players and it was like five on three or five on four or something like that. Uh, whatever the circumstance of that was. And like, he was like keeping him in the game. Cause he was playing all over the place. Like Gilbert loved that. And, um, you know, frankly, Dan Gilbert, you know, likes the fight of guys who are slightly undersized. Uh, he is, he has for a long time. Um, uh, so anyway, um, Kevin Knox was the ninth pick. Isaiah
2: Thomas had a great run in Cleveland.
0: Well, it's one of the reasons they wanted him, you know, they, you know, they, they draft. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to get into that. Um,
2: sorry that was Kev,
0: not polite Kev... well I'm, there's actually a history of the Cavs, whether it's second round picks or whatever the irony is the guy that you know gilbert has claimed in interviews that he really wanted the other people who were there have disputed it but uh, mm-hmm. you know draymond green who was an undersized guy at yeah. michigan state where gilbert went to school like that would have been ideal if, uh, if 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 they had gone for that and you know gilbert has said he wanted Draymond green but again other people i was told you know there was different opinions um kevin knox was the ninth pick uh skip skip i guess could get extended if the price is right but probably, skip you know, probably. all right this is an interesting one uh mikhail bridges in phoenix both mikhail bridges and miles bridges we should, probably should talk about them together because i think they're comparable um Uh, Mikhail was taken 10th by Philly. You remember they, they sent him to Phoenix uh, for Zaire Smith. Uh, Phoenix won that deal. And then miles bridges uh, got taken 12th uh, by the Clippers and then got sent to, um, to, to Phoenix or to Charlotte. I can't remember the nature of that deal, but anyway, he was 12th and he went to Charlotte. Um, Bon temps, the bridges, uh, no relation uh, guys, I think they have similar, similar negotiating positions here. They play a position, you know, in 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 wing, two way wing that is getting paid in the NBA right now. And um, Mikhail obviously was really good in the playoff run for the Suns last year. And guys who are playing there have been getting sixteen to eighteen million dollars a year. And you know the Suns obviously have paid Booker, they have paid Chris Paul. They're going to have to pay DeAndre Ayton, um, you know, and here's another guy they're going to have to pay. And I could see him getting a contract that pushes the average between eighteen and twenty million because you know there's going to be inflation. Yep. I could see him getting a contract that ex- that exceeds eighty million in total value. He yeah, should. You know,
1: yeah, he's he's really good. I mean, if, if, if you're in a vacuum, you ask me if I want to pay Mikael Bridges or DeAndre Ayton, I'd frankly want to pay Mikael Bridges just based off the positional scarcity and the, the skills he has mm-hmm. compared to Ayton, just in terms of looking at the league and the replacement level you can find at center or a 3 and D wing. But that being said, if you look at sort of the way that position has been valued, there really isn't anybody. I mean, Otto Porter got a max deal a few years ago. That was kind of a fluke thing. That's an example of a guy getting restricted free HC and getting paid. Um, but really other than him, pretty much everybody else has been somewhere in the 10 to 18 to $20 million range. It's been paid OG and Obi last year, got basically four for 72. Um, you know, so I, I think if, if Mikael Bridges could get to, to your point, Brian four for 80, something like that. And, and push the market. I gotta tell you though, bit. I
0: mean, like in, in talking to executives, you know, cause that's what I was thinking, like, you know, four for 80 range, Yep. but in talking to executives this week, they like, you know, they brought up Duncan Robinson. Yeah, you know, well, this full, guy. Uh, you know, he. I think. I think they called it ninety. I don't think it was quite um full ninety guarantee. It was also it was, that was
1: also over five years too. So if Bridges signs for four, he's actually making more per year than than good Robinson point. would have been. Good point. Yeah, right. but I, but to your point, I think that eighteen to twenty million dollar range somewhere is sort of what the sweet spot is, and it's that's probably where uh, my guess he gets done, and it's somewhere around one.
2: I I think that's more than fair, more than reasonable um given that i mean this guy just had a f- you know shot 54 from the floor 43 from three and you know he's an all defensive caliber guy terrific yeah, he, he is one of the best wing defenders in the league now yep he doesn't create his own shot big deal like they've got guys who, who do that he fits really well doesn't um, need the ball either yeah he's a great f- compliment to to booker uh he's going to stretch the floor he's going to he's going to run he's going to you know, get some garbage points. He's going to finish yep. in transition, and he's going to guard the other team's best player. Uh, really, probably at least two through four, if not if not one through four. Yep.
0: And then if you're Miles Bridges, a guy who averages thirteen points and six rebounds, shoots forty percent from three, and is an electric athlete.
2: Yeah, one of the best. Perfect fit the with league. a mellow ball. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're,
1: you're that, looking that, at that alley-oop combination was just so much fun to watch last year.
0: You're looking at what Aaron Gordon just got. Game. yeah hey that was 22 million a year there i mean i don't think he's going to get that much because uh that's not gordon's, a bad comp gordon's a gordon's bigger he can, he well, can gordon do a little bit more uh he can guard a little bit more versatility but you know i mean again i think you're i think if you're miles bridges here he's represented by rich paul he is not gonna mess around you know rich rich does not as you know mess yeah. around um uh clutch negotiated as you mentioned Bontemps. uh oh, ananobi is uh somewhat comparable here uh uh four and 72 a year ago i think that's the baseline yeah. and you know we'll be interested to see if the bridges <laughs> who goes first if one waits for the other because i do yeah, think I, that I, I i don't terrible. think
1: miles should be getting that much so I, I i i'll be curious to see if that one gets the restricted free agency i think there's a chance that it does
2: yeah, uh, but like you said, he is an absolute phenomenal fit with yep. Lamella Ball. You're trying—I mean, you know, duh—you're trying to build around Lamella Ball, and you've got this young guy who, I mean, you—you know—you could see them for the next eight, ten years, uh, you know, being a, a really good uh, duo. Now, not, not necessarily a one-two punch because you're gonna—you know—he's—he's he's not a number two scorer. But boy, you I want just want him catching to, Al
1: Houston LaMelo ball for a long time. I, al- that's my only, that's my shoot, only shoot, interest right. here Get, and stay well there enough, and do that. Yeah. And yep. shooting it
2: well enough to space the floor.
0: Yeah. Again, my viewpoint is when you sign a contract, it's not always applicable to guys on rookie extensions because sometimes you're making a wager um, that the guy's going to improve. You know, my line, my old school line, I won't even say it. Um, you're making a bet. That's, but ideally when you sign a contract right after you pose for pictures and the guy goes on to his celebratory dinner and you sit down at your desk as a general manager, you say, if I had to, could I trade this contract right now? And if the answer is yes, then you've done a good job. Yeah. And and both
2: those guys, if they're, if they're in that 18, 20 ish range would be highly tradable.
0: That's what the way I feel that that's what that's what, you know, my view is if Charlotte feels like they can sign him to a contract that if they had to trade him in a year and they, you know, when the deal kicked in and they could, yeah. you know, barring some sort of catastrophic injury. But OK, so there are now some guys we're going to bring up here who are in some very interesting situations. Michael Porter, Jr. Um,
2: Max or nothing. Bleepity bleeper. I mean, I, I mean th- this, th- this one, this I think
0: we could do quick.
1: One. I think it's just going to be like, I think this, we talked about this a little bit earlier with the Jaron Jackson deal. I think this is going to be the Joel rookie extension, basically down to the letter in that there's going to be a bunch of injury protections for his back and he'll probably get a max or very, very close to it. But I would guess a max and well, we can if I'm, also protections if, on the other side of it with the back stuff.
2: If I'm repping him, we can discuss injury protections. We can't discuss the max part. Like we ain't coming off of that.
0: He's a guy that, if he got to restricted free agency, would get max offers. And he might yeah. get max offers that don't have as much protections right. in them. But um, he's also got to, you know, if he gets offered a contract, that's, you know, what is the max now? About 170. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, Shea signed
1: five for 171.
0: So that's you know <laughs> that's for a guy who's had so much injury issues as him and his agent uh, Mark
1: Bartlestein is a guy who gets his guys paid so I, I, I this this I'm sure is going to get done before the end of the before the restricted window ends I think it's just a matter of like like we said what the protections are on it
0: I have to say uh, Denver you know doing some spending. Um, so, because you know they've got Jamal Murray on their books for major yep. money, and they've got Jokic. By the way, Jokic is extension eligible next year, and will almost he will be super max eligible. So yes, he he's headed towards the two hundred fifty million dollar number or whatever it's going to be. Um, you know, and they still extended Gordon. You know, um, right? Yeah, good uh, for them. And, and they signed Will Barton to a multi year deal. Yeah, so, good for, good when, for them
1: on putting put a championship-level team on the court. It's great. If right. you
2: have a chance to contend, you keep that group together. 100%. Right. Their,
0: their, their number next year will, will, will be a number that they probably didn't envision ever going to. So yeah. um, we'll see. They have they have paid the tax in the past. Dan Kroenke, um has cleared the tax in the past. Um, when he's felt like he's had a chance at a championship, and he, you know he probably – uh, feels like he can do that. Of course, if something goes sideways, you know some of those guys could be traded. But um, I, I definitely think that that uh, you're probably right. It's just a matter of working out some sort of protection where the where the player and team share the risk. Um, Kevin Herter. he went nineteen. K on. it's great.
2: They ain't extending Kevin. They're extending Cavon if if this goes down.
0: <laughs> um, just awesome. Uh so uh, this is a guy who last year he averaged 12 points uh 4 assists 3 rebounds um is a versatile player um shoots the ball okay from range not yeah. great slightly above average um the the Hawks have spent a lot of money here um they've you know obviously they they extended Trey Trey Young as we talked about they, um, they extended John Collins. Uh, what was that number, Bontemps? Uh,
1: about five
0: for 125. Right. Um, we talked earlier, they did an extension with Clint Capella. Um, they obviously last year did the deal with Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah, and I, Dave... and I, think,
1: you can, I think you can stop there. I think, that's, I think that's what the Kevin Herter side is looking at, is the Bogdan Bogdanovich deal, which is four for 72. I think they're gonna be saying we're a similar player, we should get that sort of a deal. Right. And I, I, I they think still the Hawks could,
0: they still have Gallinari on their books uh, for this season and next two. I mean, you're looking at he's got a very small news.
1: guarantee next year. I, I would not be surprised if he's off the books after this season.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, and, and, and I think that the other thing here is a year from now they're gonna have the the Cam Reddish conversation as well. So <laughs> excuse me, do the Hawks you know, do they kind of look at this financially and say it's either or uh, with Herder and, and Reddish? Or you know, do they feel like they can keep both those guys?
0: Herder is also a guy this one who I done. think... Yeah, I agree. And here's the other thing. This is what I'm going to say. Herder is a guy that if he has restricted free agency, I could see teams going after him. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup Dot com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package.
1: So remember, to- he's the guy have- that won game seven of that Sixer series for them. I mean, he was he, he turned Seth Curry into a ball rack in that game. I mean, he was he scored, I think, 24, 25 points. He was fantastic. So He's part of that core. He got drafted the same year as Trey. I, I, I think this gets done. And like I said, I, I, it probably is for le- a little less than the Bogdan deal, but I, right. I think that's the, the range it's in.
0: Okay, so we talked earlier. Okay, so uh, anyway, let's, let's keep an eye on that one. That, that's an interesting one. We talked a little bit earlier about the, the Magic having two guys. Um, so do the Bucks. Um, Dante DiVincenzo, who you know had the ankle injury and was lost for the, the playoffs last year. Um, but as a key, you know, like they're one young growing prospect, you know, very good him. defensive player. And, you know, uh, and remember this off season, they traded for Grayson Allen. Uh, Grayson Allen has become a bit of a journeyman now, three teams in three years. Um, but Grayson Allen also extension eligible. Now, obviously, DiVincenzo has been there since day one. They've developed him. They know him, um, you know, Grayson Allen just arrived. You, it, it's a classic example. Where you could just say, well, play it out. And we'll see how you feel or how everything looks. But it is a little bit awkward to negotiate um, with two guys on your roster who play a similar position who are both extension eligible. It's not something that you see happen very often.
2: True, but one has, one has significant sweat equity with the franchise and, and was a starter right uh last season you know and i don't know he, he probably would have been a starter throughout the playoffs had he had he not been definitely hurt. would have been a starter
1: throughout the playoffs
2: yeah i uh, may i wonder that in the in the net series just because of the kd matchup but whatever uh where grace allen is kind of uh you know that's kind of almost i would say a flyer well the
0: bucks have uh next season 42 million to Giannis still a bargain 37.8 million to Middleton 35 million to drew holiday still a bargain and 14 million to Brooke Lopez. So, uh, you know, getting those guys, you know, keeping role players, you know, is going to be important. You're going to need some guys. They've also, they're out of, you know, they, they've traded a bunch of, uh, picks, uh, you know, to build this roster, which I well credit to on.
1: Buck's ownership for spending money this off season too, because when they didn't yeah. sign PJ Tucker, there was some question as to what yeah. they were going to do in terms of payroll. And they went out and they brought back George Hill, gave him some money. They went and traded for Grace Allen, took on some money there. So they,
0: they Camp really Bobby have committed Porters. to trying to,
1: they right. They re-signed Bobby Portis. They've, they've, they've committed to trying to, to run this thing back and win a title. So credit to them, I like Denver,
2: credit Rodney them Hood. for doing that. Is there a, uh, is there a cover charge to the deer district?
0: i will say this they might think about it yeah might might ought to be this is good news for 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 bucks fans uh this year uh is the last year that they have to have larry sanders on their books wow and also the last year for john Luer. um so that five million dollars combined comes off their books and that's an expensive Uh, five million this year they're still playing larry sanders um $1.8 $1.8 million a year.
2: Be careful with that stretch, which, by the way, is is certainly a factor in uh, the Rockets having zero interest in buyout discussions with John Wall at this point.
0: Well, if you're going to buy out John Wall, you're not going to stretch his contract. You're just going to eat the, eat the uh, bleep sandwich over the course of those two years. You're not going to, you know. Like, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the Pistons didn't stretch uh, Blake, did they? No. Yeah. So they, you know, it's just one of the, you know, you don't want that hanging around for that long.
2: Yeah. The other reason there's zero interest is because John Wall's not trying to give back, you know, eight figures on the deal.
0: That's true. Uh, that is true. Um, that will be, you know, the one thing I was, you know, I immediately thought of, you know, no sourcing, just, I thought about it, McMahon, cause McMahon wrote the story about John Wall um, basically going to sit indefinitely Um. Could they trade? They could they trade him for Kevin Love?
2: I thought about it, but even then, matching salaries, like because it, 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 it has to be Kevin Love plus, you know. And would Cleveland be interested in that? Because basically, they're trading a sixty million dollar problem for a ninety-two million dollar problem.
0: Well, yes, they'd be interested in it if it's incentivized.
2: Well, and that's the other thing. The Rockets, right? Uh, you know, things can change. Obviously, the Rockets right now. Are saying we're not trying to incentivize, we're not trying to give up any. Well, first I know they're not trying to,
0: but if they, if they did Kevin Love and a filler piece, let's say Jetty Osmond,
2: yeah, that, that'd be the one
0: for Kevin, uh, for Je- Kevin Love and Jetty Osmond, that would save the Rockets something like 25 million dollars, right. right? Um, that may be, I know they don't want to incentivize, but they'd be getting something for that draft pick they'd be getting Tillman for 25 million dollars which i think he might like so but like again i'm just spitballing i don't know and they've got, so they've that they've got they've got a lot important. of draft
2: picks to choose from but i can assure you they ain't trying to give up their own <laughs> i
0: understand i understand that so um or any you know of the late
2: nets ones
0: but but what? we've seen in the past when you have two contracts that are like immovable and yeah. it's an absolute mess uh, and by the way, it's not like the Cavs are, would be doing backflips, but John Wall could, could do some stuff for the Cavs, especially if they're not committed to, uh, to you know, to Sexton, you know, he yeah.
2: could, no, if they're looking, if they're thinking, Hey, we can get something in the trade market also for Sexton or Garland, then, then he can certainly make some sense there. It's
0: a, it'd be a really big move. I was just wondering, you know, like love is at this impasse with the Cavs, and now we're going to have wall.
2: When you it's look at impact. possible fits, for, it's, it's like the Wall Westbrook deal last year. There's only When you talk about contracts this big, there's oh, only so many, so many possible fits. That's right. All, right.
0: All right. Well, real quick before we got to go, there's a couple of second round guys who are in position to extend. One of them is uh, Jalen Brunson, who's uh, had a great run with, with the Mavericks. Um, McBean. we've talked about this a little bit in the past. Uh, is that something that could get done?
2: Uh, I don't get the sense that there is a great sense of urgency on the Mavs' part, meaning it, it would probably have to be uh, something that they consider team friendly. Now, there there is some risk involved because, as Bobby Marks pointed out, pointed out the way his deal was structured, um, he'll be an unrestricted free agent. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. I forget the the exact specifics, but the way his four year
1: second because you signed for when you signed for four years. You with become no ownership free agent after the fourth year. I yeah, right. believe with, there's
0: with, three guys in this same boat um, Jalen Brunson, Mitchell Robinson, and Shake Milton.
2: Yeah. Now, I'll say this about Brunson. He really. Shake a- is different, I think, because he was on a two way the first year, Brian.
0: Oh, fair point. Okay. 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 I, I would send that.
2: I Brunson think. had a great regular season last year, like, was a legit six man candidate and um, a really rough playoff series. And so I think you know if he's not a guy who is who is nudging them into the later rounds of the playoffs he's a, he's
0: a valuable player though
2: no he is for sure i'm just saying i think he lost potentially some bargain power in in you know these discussions because he struggled so much in the playoffs
0: yeah mitchell robinson has a lot of intrigue um but uh you know, there's some concern there about several factors too. So I don't know mm-hmm. if the Knicks are going to do, anything which is wrong. why
2: he was a second rounder in the first place. And it's also that why is, the Knicks, it's also part of
1: why I think the Knicks just paid Nerland so well, three for 32. Um, you know, they look at him as, you know, he. they've got a guy who's locked in as a starter and they could have declined Mitchell's option and made him a restricted free agent. They didn't. So he's on basically the minimum this year. And it'll be very interesting to see sort of how that shakes out or if they get something done with him.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, this is something we're going to be seeing some discussion about, and um, some drama maybe in the next uh, four to six. Next month. So.
1: Next month it yeah. goes right up to the start of training, start of the season. Yeah. Right now, with the new rule.
0: Uh, it used to be the end.
1: Of, it used to be the Halloween, but now it's the start right. of the season. So it's a month you from are today.
0: Right. Oh man. Yeah. So that's kind of why I'm feeling an uptick right now because we don't have the normal time. Okay. You're right. Uh, time, time. All right. Thank you, Bontemps. Thank you, McMahon. Thank you to Jackson, our producer. Thank you, Boston New Collective. Everybody have a great uh, weekend. We will talk to you next week.
2: Adios, amigos.